Welcome to the podcast of America This Week, courtesy of the Catholic Channel on Sirius XM 129. If you want to listen to more, subscribe to Sirius XM and tune in on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on the Catholic Channel, Sirius XM 129. Welcome back. You're listening to America This Week on the Catholic Channel, Sirius XM 129. I am Carrie Weber, Executive Editor for America, and I am joined today by Father Eric Sundrup and Father Sam Sawyer. Father Matt Malone is traveling. And we are now about to speak with Saren Foster, who is president of Feminists for Life, and she's the creator of the Women Deserve Better campaign, which she'll tell us more about. And she's led Feminists for Life since 1994, and under her leadership, the group has successfully advocated uh, benefits for poor and pregnant women through all sorts of policy um, and and advocacy. And it's a really powerful group, and we're really excited to have her here with us. Saren Foster, welcome to the show. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Carrie. I'm so pleased to be with you and both fathers. <laughs> Thanks. We're glad to have you. And we were glad to have uh, in our in a recent issue and on our website at americamagazine.org, your article, Why Pro-Life Feminism is More Important Now Than Ever. Uh, so maybe you can tell us why that might be. Well, if, let me just say it was an honor to have when another article of mine published in America and how much I appreciate the work you do. And I, um, I wanted to, to talk a little bit about the, what the time we're in because we've, we've done a lot of work in terms of advocacy and education and we're about to celebrate Women's History Month next, next March, or this March. And so we've got an opportunity to educate the world again about our rich pro-life feminist history and how we walk in the shoes of incredible women who believe that women deserve better than abortion. And 15 years after we began the Women Deserve Better campaign, you can see an incredible sense of hope and growth within the pro-life movement, especially among the young, which um, Feminists for Life has long, uh, started a, long ago started a college outreach program to reach to those, out to those women um, who are at highest risk of abortion, along with the poor and mothers and of, of, of children who have already been born, uh, victims of violence, etc. So I think, you know, there's a combination of incredible hope in the movement because of the massive growth, because of the acceptance now of pro-life feminism from a lot of different quarters, um, and um, with a lot of news about pro-life feminism that keeps on going on through the 24 years that I've been at Feminist for Life. It's continually be, is trending, and... Um, I think uh, we're, we're looking forward to two years from now when we celebrate the centennial of the, the 100th um, anniversary of women's right to vote. And we want to leverage this as a time when we can explain that we are pro-life feminists, that our feminist foremothers um, supported women. Um, they were abolitionists. They wanted women's right to vote. They wanted our children to be born, every child to be cherished. And um, Susan B. Anthony wanted us to address the root causes that drive women to abortion. So for us now, it's a time to check in and say, well, who now is at highest risk of abortion? A lot of people focused on teens, but now it really is the poor. The poorest among us, those who experience violence, uh, those women in college, young working women, um, and mothers who already have dependents. So, right. we have so to the, really the Women Deserve Better campaign actually is uh, it's an online resource that mm -hmm. provides women with information in areas like how to build a career, how to succeed as a working parent, knowing their rights at work, you know, telling uh, the father that he's going to be a father, really addressing a lot of different aspects of the woman's experience today and uh, what it means to try to balance a lot of different aspects of life. How 
how did this program sort of start uh, start up as as a arm of the Feminists for Life? Well, Women Deserve Better Than Abortion, the campaign, the ad campaign, was an originally an education statement. It was a, it was started 15 years ago before the 30th anniversary of Roe v. Wade to help educate legislators and, frankly, the world that women deserve better than abortion. And then um, we had had a resource directory that had evolved over the years in print um, called Raising Kids on a Shoestring. And um, two years ago, we decided that we would have this, you know, really massive and ongoing and live directory of 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 help for women to work, learn, live, and love better, because that's what women really want, not abortion. They want to know um, where to find help if they're at risk of abortion, Then, and they want help after the baby is born, and I think that's one thing I really appreciate about the movement that often gets a bad rap, is that we care for people all throughout their lives, from the moment they're born, we appreciate and support their lives through the moment that they die naturally, So, um, but but this key time in a woman's life when she needs resources and support. This is a place that is not redundant to our pregnancy care centers. It helps link women to resources in the community and um, helps, helps other help her help herself. Um, it helps dads. Um, it, it helps those of us who, um, who are advocates, but also those who are counselors. Sit there, and we have lots of opportunities for people to write tips on um, a lot of things, nutrition and caring for babies, but also older children, caretaking for when maybe if someone is, a, say, in a sandwich situation where they have a mom who needs help as well as a child who they're raising, this sort of thing. So um, it's going to be a really, um, you know, get richer along the, along the years, but we've got the basics there now, and I really encourage the listeners to go to uh, womendeservebetter.com, look at the promoter section after they've explored the site, and think about downloading the brochures and having one ready to pass out to someone or post a, uh, a sign in a grocery store or a doctor's office. Um, it's neutral. It's not any place for a debate. It's just pure help. And I think people from every... Um, you know, part of, of this society would, would not find anything wrong with this and only would want to be supportive of helping women get what they really deserve. Well, you know, um, one of the things I remember from encountering uh, Women Deserve Better, you know, back closer to its uh, initiation 15 years ago when I was, you know, uh, getting involved um, as a college student in the pro-life movement was that it really, I, I think that the phrasing and the way the message is delivered, the way the resources that Feminist for Life makes available there really kind of help move um, our imagination from this question of, you know, you know, what are the rights involved here to saying, you know, really, what is it that that women want to be able to do and what real choices are they being presented with and um you know recognizing that there are a lot of women who do want to choose to um to carry pregnancies to term and there are all these other challenges they face and if we're not giving them choices about those then then we really haven't we haven't even reached the point where we can have a serious discussion about rights and i think that's one of the things that i i most appreciate about this that it's it's helping us recognize that as a society we need to do um, across the board, we need to do more to support women um, in pregnancy. We need to do more to support women to be able to make the choices that they that they want to make here. 
Well, I really appreciate your reflections on that, and it inspires me to do more and better. And I, I think Feminists for Life members across the board would be really happy to hear what you just said. And there are so many people now who are out of college that really want to help Feminists for Life take the next step. And I'm, I'm very grateful for you and others um, to want to do the same. And you're right, we're just we're tired of settling for less. <laughs> and, and that's what abortion is. It's less. And I think it's about raising expectations about what is the best thing that can happen. We're at a time period where we're looking at sexual harassment in this society, and it's a real opportunity for us to sit there and have a different kind of conversation um, where we connect the dots between this, uh, the, between you know, harassment and coerced abortion and domestic you know, violence and you know, interpersonal violence between uh, between people and, and saying, you know, how can we help people escape this culture of violence that often ends in abortion and raise expectations? I, I'm, I'm impressed, that, that, you know, because you, even when you're uh, talking with um, um, Father Sawyer there, that the idea of, and you've got in the um, article that um, we recently published, the working with, not against um, university administrators and other people has been key to spreading effective solutions and inspiring other groups. Because I've heard several times you're talking about we need to change our, our the horizon that we imagine. You know what is possible, and we need we need to inspire people to imagine solutions that are different. It's not this or that. We, we can do even better. And the language and the way you're, you're working on that that's. I think it's sadly a little, a little. Um, I wish, I wish there was more of that. I wish I saw more of that in lots of different places. So it serves as an inspiration to see you working on that in an issue that can sometimes be very contentious. Well, the one thing I've learned in this movement, and unfortunately, you still see people doing what never worked in the first place, even better, is that nobody is convinced when they come at, when somebody comes at them with rakes and pitchforks and and hatred and you know and really yelling at them. I mean, you know, it can wear people down for sure. Maybe people leave that office, but when we come to the administrators and say you have a real chance to sit there and let's look at what you have done for women, and then let's work together to have a blueprint for progress and change the society, and then you. See these students like yourselves out in the world later, changing the world in a different way, and you carry it on. And this is how, if you can change a campus, you can change this country, and you can change the world. Well, one 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 really nice thing about Feminist for Life is that it it helps just people to understand that those two things are not opposed. Right? There's, there seems to be a a sense in the uh, in the world today that that they are are opposing uh, opposing values that to be pro-life and to be feminist cannot sort of coexist but i i i I know you value feminism as a philosophy that really embraces basic rights for all human beings without exception and i think that's something that you know hopefully everyone can kind of get behind now, it's the truth that speak today from our feminist foremothers and through Feminists for Life that really resonates and really changes the minds of people who come to protest our event. And that's what I find really wonderful about Feminists for Life is that years later, you'll get letters from people who say they came to mock you and to criticize and that, you know, they came away saying, I am a Feminist for Life. And sometimes it takes years, but there's a truth in it and love that 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 you know kind of embraces the heart and changes hearts and minds and when you do that you know you there's lots of hope for creative solutions that can meet the needs of women we just have to listen to what women need really understand who they are and really work for them right and, and a lot of people don't it. realize the that deep history that you've mentioned before of sort of first wave feminists who who were pro-life. I don't know if they would have used that term at that time, but, you know, going back to Mary Wollstonecraft in England in 1792 uh, and a vindication of the rights of women. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and who it, saw abortion as as a kind of violence against women, which it is. Absolutely. And Feminist for Life was very proud to have, have heard um, from Alice Paul, the woman who successfully led the latter half of the of the suffrage movement, um, that when our founders, um, two founders, had, had started Feminist for Life, she said, well, you're not the first Feminist for Life. The early American feminists were pro-life, too. And that's when our historians started in revealing for the entire movement you know, and unearthing this archaeological riches that there are so many pro-life statements from these women. And it was an incredible discussion. It's the third most often discussed topic in the revolution, published by Susan B. Anthony and co-edited by Elizabeth Kitty Stanton, the mother of the pro-life feminist movement. I mean, our movement was founded by pro-life women, and Susan B. Anthony was a pro-life publisher, so I can't wait for next month, um, you know, to sit there and, and see all the riches. We're going to ask all of our members to write articles and, and kind of get the, spread the word. You know, we're just two years away from the 2020 celebration. Um, we want the world to be prepared to know this is a pro-life movement. This is a pro-life women's movement, and we like men, too. (laughs) (laughs) Saren, just one thing, because we are coming up on the end of our time, but I know that one of the things you mentioned in the article is that Feminists for Life uh, is the only pro-life group uh, working in coalition with other women's organizations uh, to work against cuts to welfare, to advocate for um, better health care for poor pregnant women and for um, health insurance for children. So could you just speak a little bit to uh, why Feminist for Life involves itself there. Well, I think that you, if you want to make change and you find that you can become an, ish, an ally on an issue-by-issue issue basis, um, then you have a real opportunity to be successful. We are, Feminist for Life always works with, um, with people across the aisle, across the ideological divide, um, different religions or none, um, whoever. You know, we can sit there and, and work on one specific topic. In terms of legislation, um, we have always sat there and looked at opportunities to work with Republicans or Democrats to say, what's next? What can we do next? And every part of it is to systematically eliminate a root cause that drive women to abortion. That is what Susan B. Anthony envisioned for this world. That's the part of that movement that we take forward forward into the next, you know, couple of years and hopefully get, getting closer every day to make abortion unthinkable in this country, not just illegal, but unthinkable. Well, Amen to that. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so much, Saren Foster. We really appreciate your taking the time with us today and uh, best of luck with your continued success in the movement. And yours. Thank you both. Uh, I thank both fathers and Carrie. Appreciate it. <laughs> thank, thanks very much. We really appreciate your time. So you can find Saren Foster's article, Why Pro-Life Feminism is More Important Now Than Ever, at americamagazine.org. And you can find all the articles we spoke about today at americamagazine.org slash SiriusXM. And uh, also, if you want to know a little bit more about that history of feminism and pro-life Movements. Uh, you can go to an article Saren Foster wrote a couple years back for us called The Feminist Case Against Abortion, The Pro-Life Roots of the Women's Movement. Uh, you can subscribe to America by calling 1-800-627-9533. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, and until next week, you uh, will have to wait for us on the airwaves, but we'll be back. So for Father Sam Sawyer, Father Eric Sundrup, and myself, we hope you have a great day and look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for listening to the podcast of America This Week, courtesy of the Catholic Channel on Sirius XM 129. If you want to listen to more, subscribe to Sirius XM and tune in on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on the Catholic Channel, Sirius XM 129.